hello. Coming in hot. I love it. <laughs> Episode 705. Susan and, and Sarah. Susie's feeling alive. Yeah. <laughs> Susan and Sarah. Uh, this generation's Thelma and Louise without the... Minus the joint suicide. Without the death. Yeah. How yeah. are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I, you know, I had a, a nice drug test this morning. That's always fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Was it like pee in a cup? Yeah. Pee in a cup. It was because I got a new doctor and you so know, the, Adderall is a controlled substance. Like you'd think I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like I get it. I totally do. So I don't, I think it's ridiculous. They made me take a drug test last month. I think they're doing it to make sure I, I, and the thing was, I thought they were testing for weed this time because like it came back. It was like definitely positive for weed. Obviously I told her that I told her, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this is what I do. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I don't mind. And so it's like not a problem. And so when they tested me again, they didn't test me for that. It was only for like five drugs. that was like, you know, the bad stuff, like cocaine, amphetamines, opioids. I think they wanted to just double check that after a month of like, you know, being like the, I'm not, I, I do know. not understand. I don't know. She just said, she was like, yeah, it's, I just have to check box, these boxes. So I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, they make them do this in order to, I don't fucking know. I don't either. Yeah. I, I read understand. a whole article about what's happening with Adderall and why there's a shortage and after the opioid crisis, there was a limitation, some sort of limitation that the drug companies put on the amount of any controlled substance that they're able to release, but they do not tell the, the, the doctors or they don't communicate the wholesale, like the wholesaler of the drug, the one who like provides the ingredients to make it has a cap of how much they're allowed to disperse, but they keep that to themselves. They do not tell that's not an, uh, something that doctors are aware of. So there's this like gap in the awareness of like the pharmaceutical companies with like the wholesalers of these drugs. It's terrible. It's all messed up. And this is like one of the consequences. It's like fine if it's uh, being overprescribed, but now we have a rise of people who are getting diagnosed and things like that. So now there's a well, maybe now that everyone's like doing Ozempic instead, maybe the the people that were abusing oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I have been on this for years and this is like so... I feel like I should be able to give like a character. What do they do? That's what, honestly, Suze, I was thinking that. I was thinking that as I, I was like, they should really have like, you know, a letter of recommendation. I mean, all you have to do is ask <laughs> I would Eli recommend and ask you Susie. Yeah. And like... Or any professor I've ever had who were the ones who <laughs> anyone made you've it. ever so dated. To, yes. And they'd be like, yes, she absolutely 100% is better on the meds. I'm glad we're talking about this actually because I wanted to ask you about this. So mm-hmm. I know that, you know, um, on TikTok and everywhere, there's all this stupid, like, I don't know what it's like justice for ADHD people where they like to read these missives about how they're the victims or whatever. And like, don't be sad. You're just different. You're not worse or whatever. And it's all these like inspirational posts for you people. And, (laughs) and it annoys me because let me see if I can find it. There was this one and it was basically saying like, you're not doing anything wrong. You're perfect just the way you are. Okay, so mm. 
This yeah. was actually one of our brainiacs. Uh, I think she may have even posted it or, or tagged me in it or something because that's how it came to my attention. And it was probably so that I would show it to you as a way of saying like, you're just perfect the way you are, whatever. And one of the slides on Instagram was about how people with ADHD mask and they try to like yeah. act like they don't have it. They mm -hmm. want to appear neurotypical. Right. Yeah. And you go to all this effort to not seem like a weirdo. Yeah. And like one of the mistakes. <laughs> Forget things. Be a weirdo. Yeah. Oh. And one of the slides said the following. We can get into such a habit of masking our ADHD symptoms that we end up generalizing this behavior and shift most parts of us to be pleasing to others. That's and what right. annoyed me about this <laughs> sentence was the word pleasing. Because like, it's not pleasing to me if you show up on time. It's it's just it's, the right thing to do. Yeah. I, I, you know, one of the episodes of This Changes Everything that we want to do is talking about how you can't mental health your way out of yeah. accountability, needing to take accountability. And just because it's kind of, I mean, this is like silly, but I say the same thing about people when they read their horoscopes. Like these are not things just be like, well, this is just how I am. I'm a Pisces. I just am like I'm this. A Pisces. You can't just do that. You can't be like, well, I just have ADHD. That's why I can't do this. It means that you're going to have to create different, a different structure or routine to be able to operate in a way that makes it so you can function in the society that we live in. You can't be, you can't say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I have ADHD. No, if you have ADHD, then you have to create a better morning routine and a better system and maybe have an alarm, you know, that's set up. So Alexa tells me, time to go to work. And that's like half an hour before I go to work. And then maybe she says 15 minutes later, okay, you should be heading out the door or some, whatever it is, or like post-it notes all over the house to remind you what to do. I have whiteboards all over the place so that when I have something pop in my head, because I usually like think of what I need to do when I'm in a place where I, it's not helpful, like going to the bathroom or at the refrigerator. So I put whiteboards all over the place where I can just write down those things and then I see that and they work as reminders. So you have to work with what you got. Yeah. And I acknowledge that if you are, uh, if you have ADHD or, or dyslexia or, mm -hmm. or lots of other things, if you're on the spectrum, if you're neural atypical, mm -hmm. it is challenging. Yeah. And this world is not designed for you. And you're expected to conform to something that is completely antithetical to your makeup. Yeah. And yeah. that sucks. Yeah. I just would argue that that is true for everybody in some way. Yeah, that's true. And we have to try in different ways. And like the, the medication, when I take that, it's not like it magically makes it so I'm not late and not, it just like gives me an ability to focus on the structure and, and follow through with the structure that I've already built. You know, that you have to first do the work to create the routine and then the medication will help support that. But no medication is going to like magically make you like on time and like not forget things like that are not like. And by the way, Sarah's always on time and this is not something that I deal with with you, but I understand that your nature. Yeah. 
I have like to if you just went with what you felt like, you I probably would always be would five be. to ten minutes yeah. late. It's not until yeah. people bring it to my attention. You know what did it for me is when you bought me the clock that said, "Whatever, I'm always late." Yeah, because <laughs> so she used to be. I used to be always late, yeah. and I am living proof that if you, <laughs> if somebody brings that to your attention, and and the thing was, I didn't even know that it was as big of a problem as it was, and I'm like, you know, but it's like ten minutes late, and that's like rude. And five minutes, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I think when you're younger, it's charming. And it's like this funny, I'm quirky. I never thought it was charming. I, I always had anxiety about it. Oh, I'm sorry. But it was because I didn't recognize that I can't do something like, okay, let me just run real quick and do this return at Target on my way to Susie's house. <laughs> I stopped doing those things. It was like an impulse thing. It was yeah. more of a time management than it was like it was that I would, I would not recognize how long things would take. So I had to start to do things like set timers for myself to actually train my brain, how long things take. Like in yeah. my mind, it takes 20 minutes to make. Yeah. Because you're optimistic. It seconds. I know exactly. How long like it takes. I totally yeah. get it now. I really do. I just, I really hate this thing that's happening culturally. Yeah. I just read a whole article on it on Tell how me. on, on, they call it therapy speak. Oh, the bustle article. Yeah. 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 And how this therapy speak is making it. So people are saying, well, they're almost like ghosting the the friends and and really what it is is like shitty people are going to be shitty people. They're just going to use different things as an excuse. Like they've always done. Like some people are like, well, the Bible says, blah, 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 blah. blah," And then they use that as an excuse to be a shitty person. Exactly. People, People have always used different things. This is just the flavor of the month what we're using to, for what shitty people are using to justify shitty behavior. That article, they specifically mm-hmm. kept referencing that verbiage that people, it's like Gen Z people mostly, yeah. that they always say like, I feel unsafe now. Go fuck yourself. I'll make you feel unsafe right. if you say that again. Mm-hmm. I and, hate and it. That is like... I can see how I do too, because I can see how this, this, you know, even like there are all these therapist memes or that will joke around about how, you know, we'll, we'll talk to our clients about something and then they'll go and deliver that message out in the world. And they'll be like, my therapist says you need a fucking cannon. And I was like, whoa, I didn't say any of those things. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's not what I said. That's That's how they interpret it. I think that's what's happening is people are are not, you know, even on this changes everything, our therapy themed podcast, you know, it's like, we talk about these things, but this is not a replacement for therapy. This is like the, the, the work that you do with a therapist will help you know when is an appropriate time to use those. A therapist will hold you accountable and will be like, well, what's your role in a good that, therapist will a do good that. Good therapist will identify your role, will help you identify your role in the problem cycle because you can't change anybody. I, that is a big thing that that we talk about how to respond and you're responsible for your own actions. And yeah, I think people are going like not wanting to deal with the actions of others. So they just go, they, they, they confuse I'm uncomfortable with I'm unsafe. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're, you're uncomfortable. Words mean things, dummies. They definitely do, and people are. I, I, I would, I would agree with you. Yes, <laughs> it's totally. always funny though in those articles because therapy Jeff always comes up. 
Yeah. And, and he, um, on his social media, he does a really good job of distilling complicated yeah. topics into something that's palatable. But what you lose, of course, is nuance because yeah. social media isn't designed for that. Right. And he does in the articles always say that, like, this is just general blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's not specific to one person or whatever, yeah. but, and Hey, that guy He's doing a great job making a brand and marketing himself and making, uh, like that's his job. Yeah. He wants to make some loot. I don't blame him, but stop using his fun things as a way to get out of being a decent human being. You right. fucking loser. That, we are, don't worry. That episode is coming. Oh, we, I know. we talked about that. Problem. We were like, oh, we got to do one on like, you can't mental health your way out of accountability. That yeah. was going to be like our num our first episode we ever did. We're like, yeah, maybe we'll give it to them. Yeah. A little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like give them the like easy stuff, and then be like, by the yeah. way, by the way, here's how you use this. Now you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Well, I noticed uh, like uh, when I watch YouTube every evening to wind down, I watch a lot of um, comedians Mm -hmm. talking about comedy and I am never, I always start to become more conservative again. You know, I used to be conservative and now I'm a liberal, but whenever I hear them talk about how annoying people are about how, like, you're not allowed to make jokes about anything anymore. Mm -hmm. I start to go like, you know what? I think I'm a conservative again (laughs) because I really, I understand the point. Like racism ain't funny. And all sorts of things aren't funny, but I, I feel like we've overcorrected. And now people want to say like, nothing's funny. Right. And no I really funny. hate it. Like we need to be able to laugh at ourselves. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and if you get offended a lot, maybe don't do that. Yeah. It's very self-centered. Yeah. You know what I mean? I heard a new term, rage baiting. Ooh, yeah. I didn't know about that before. I think that's kind that's of on falls Twitter into the same category mm-hmm. of like people who are doing these things because it's baiting in a way. Yeah, and the people audience used to do that to me on co- on comments like they want me to respond. I'm yeah, like, no. and then people I think got the hint that I'm never going to take the bait, and then like, I'll stop fishing in this pond. Yes. And because if you really want attention and you don't care if it's good or bad, Mm -hmm. then that's a great way to get it. And here's the crazy thing is I don't think people know that they want attention. Right. I don't think that that's a conscious thought. I don't think people go on there thinking, Ooh, I, I would really love some attention right now. I think they're looking in a way to capture, well, the attention, but not like, they're just not self-aware. Yeah, of it's, their it's a lack of self-awareness, mm-hmm. and it, it's like it's 
I talk about this in therapy all the time with my clients. We want to be active rather than reactive. And to me, that sort of like jumping on somebody for those things is so reactive rather than taking an active stance to make a change in whatever you are responding on. Mm-hmm. I would love to know if the people who are talking about like, oh, well, you should, you said this term wrong, are calling their senator about issues regarding the same thing to actually have things done. That's an active And that takes effort. And that takes effort versus a reactive one. Oh, somebody said something I didn't like. Let me react. Exactly. That does not help the situation, but an active approach would. Because, um... What did I'm you think? Clients, in case anybody's interested, in therapy with Sarah. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> you email me at Sarah at solutionsoc.com. Sarah at solutionsoc.com. Yes. Please reach out to Sarah if you're thinking about it because yes. if you are in the state of California, I should. Yes, say Californians. Yes. You, if you're not seeing Sarah, you're missing out. Yeah, I got the I got the good stuff. We can get specific and we can get into the yes. context and the stuff and that makes For all you. the a difference and fast. What did you think at the time of the for example the Kathy Griffin Trump head who cares? I don't, I don't give a shit. At the time you were you didn't think like no. too yeah. far? No. No. I to do me, not think I, d- I do not think the man who, who is a character. What about it? What if it were Obama's head though? Okay. (laughs) That's a political opinion then. Cause for me, it wouldn't matter. Like I would, I don't like either one. I don't think it's a funny joke. I I don't know what the point is. Right. But I think that a, a comedian can, I mean, I think they, that's just tasteless, but I don't really give a shit. And, and I'm, I think it was done a bunch of times too. Like that was similar and things were being said, I think. On the, on the sort of other side, I sure. equally don't think Roseanne should have lost her job for that tweet that she did. When oh she, yeah. yeah. I thought it was not a nice tweet. I thought it was really bad taste mm. and offensive, but mm-hmm. I don't think the punishment fit the crime. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't understand all that jazz. Yeah. Like, you don't have to watch the show. Like, you you don't have to support these people. Right. I just, I'm like, God, there's so many worse things to worry about right now. Yeah. I don't know. That's for sure. And you know what? I think that might be what is happening is that people feel like they're angry and upset at something. Yeah. And it's, in a way, like... uh, Oh, what do they call it? It's a oh, like anger oh. displacement. Yes, anger. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's anger displacement. Mm-hmm. You are taking the anger that you have over things that are going on over there, some whatever it may be, and this is the this is the thing you can point to. It's kind of like I've talked to be, I talked before about that feeling of anxiety that. It's almost like you're like holding it, like looking like, what what bucket do I dump this in? This has got to go somewhere. I know it. And you just yeah. look for whatever's closest to you rather than working on getting rid of the anxiety that you're carrying around. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just, we're like, oh, it must be this. I must be anxious because of it. No, it's this thing that happened way long time ago that you can't even identify. And we think it's, it's you know, because our boyfriend loaded the dishwasher wrong. Yeah. Or like 
And you know, income inequality or like actual societal problems. Right. I don't know. That's my conservative rant for the day, apparently. Yes. This Um, is like the black ants, red ants, and we should be looking at who's shaking the jar. Yes, I think so. But I'm open. If you guys, if you folks disagree, you let me know and I'll, I'll consider your point. (gasps) One thing we should all agree on. Yeah. She got excited there. Well, because I've heard from so many listeners about this, so I'm like excited to talk about it. Yeah. But the Smalls cat food is sweeping the nation. Oh, I'm you know, as serious. a non-cat owner, like that was real enthusiasm that I just got. Like Susie was just like, oh, God, I, I have to tell you, I have to. Sarah, because yeah, I get it. That stinky. That that I get it. Disgusting. One time, I house sat for somebody with a cat, and I was like. You know, and like you put this thing over your face and like, you just like hold it away from you and it's so gross. It kind of does that one little like splash move at the end where you're just like, (laughs) and like talk about mysterious wetness, even when you know where it's going, it's like, "Mm -mm." it's so gross. And so to me, it feels miraculous because they somehow made cat food that does not smell, wet cat food that doesn't smell. I do not understand it. It's human grade people like this stuff you could theoretically eat and that is bizarre but my god maybe yeah my cats go bananas for this stuff is hilarious we're gonna make a video because my cat will talk to me like yes "Ah, ah, i know ready i'm ready (laughs) and i'm like a watcher of your cat one time this was not the one with the stinky tuna fish that that was another person Uh, yes but your cat will absolutely we have conversations i couldn't even believe it it's hilarious and yeah, I was always dry cat food because I would not put up with the stinky stuff. And now I cannot believe it, but it's a miracle. Smalls is the solution. The cats love it. It's so healthy for them. And so like, if you got a chubby cat or whatever, this can help like get the situation under yeah. control. Um, high quality ingredients. Ba, ba, ba. Let me give you the deal. Hold on. Let me find it. Um, where is it? Wait. Oh, here it is. Okay. High quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. So head to smalls.com slash brain kitty and use promo code brain kitty at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use the code brain candy for 50% off your first order. One last time, promo code brain candy for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Yeah, but make sure you use the code. So even if you do like smalls.com slash brain candy, make sure you use the code. Did you already say that? S-M-A-L-L-S, like the opposite of like big. regular? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah like big. Like smalls. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's great. Anyway. Okay. So that was my conservative rant. <laughs> um, I wonder if her notes actually said conservative rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even in my notes. I just think it all the time and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I becoming a conservative again? Um, no, I don't even know if conservative is the right word for it because I feel like that's too much of like an umbrella term that like covers like ideas about like, I think it's more like, um, be- I don't know. You're asking people to like do some critical thinking. I think it's, it's more like, a. I well, don't know. I want to find another word for it. Be you know, I would argue that on the liberal side are all these people that say you have to word things exactly right. You have to call people this name or blah, blah, blah. It's so prescriptive. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And on the conservative side, it's more about like, 
Like lighten up. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. For me it's about intention. What's mm-hmm. the intention? Mm-hmm. And yes, that should be it's very important. It's hard in a soundbite world. Yeah. To in a in a 15 second story world to really show and show intention and for people to even like pay attention long enough to nuance is yes nuance yeah aware um okay so that's the scoop on that i saw a while ago this article in new york times and i always forget to share it it's um i think it's let me look david brooks i think yeah david brooks uh did and it's not even really an article. It's a list. The greatest life hacks in the world for now. Well, you know, and, I love a life hack. And these are so good. And it's more just like advice. Okay. More than like, you know, silly right. tips for the, baking well, this or is something. What, this is like how to hack your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay so I just thought we could go through a few of them and like revel in the genius. Um, okay. When you have... of a large project completed. Finishing up the final details will take another 90%. That's not even a life hack. That's just the truth. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's see. It's not an apology if it comes with an excuse. This is the I'm sorry, but. That's the truth. Yes. Or I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah. And. That's the thing. It's just like good to remember that. Anytime you hear that when someone makes an apology, be like, you just canceled out the first part. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think you saw a mouse, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and, if you, and if there is one, there are others. Oh, God. I hate that one. I know it to be true. <laughs> yeah. But I never... Every single time I think I see a mouse, I hope that it. I don't, and I hope that there. And there always are. I wonder though if it's true for you because I feel like you're having like mouse mirages. Because like you're so scary. Yeah, Yeah, you have such a phobia. You might be creating. No, I think uh, (laughs) I was a hundred percent convinced that I saw one when it was dead underneath my trash can like it had gotten squished in some moving process i don't know and when one of them gets squished then you have to assume other ones made it oh. and like that's it i was like oh i gotta tell somebody that i said <laughs> okay how about I this did, one i did hear that well, well before we get off the topic of mice yeah that if you go to sequoia national park and you stand next to general sherman the tallest tree that it is the equivalent of what a mouse feels like when he's standing next to a six foot tall person so when i saw that i was like whoa that is so scary i should not be afraid of mice they are very scared of general sherman me so don't you feel like the reason that you're scared in part though is because like they might just run up your whole body that is because they already have and that is exactly i was in the movie theater and it ran yeah, they're my leg. climbers they are they climbed on my leg and then fucking spider-man himself to the side yeah. of the carpeted wall and then kept going it was the i will never forget exactly where i was sitting in that theater and that, that, that the well because we're never going to look up a general what do you call it general sherman yeah 
Okay. That's We're never right. going to be at the bottom of that and then just like just climb up it no problem. No, you are so right. You are that is so true. And that tree is not like, oh, okay, like go ahead. It's like fenced out. No, you're totally right. It's the it's that it's like fuck you, I'll climb it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're okay. so fast. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought up the mouse. I know. This was your fault. <laughs> Something does not need to be perfect to be wonderful, especially weddings. Oh, that is such a good one. I mean, as somebody who has been married and divorced and like, who cares? Who cares? Do what you want to do. It's not going to matter. Like I just, the wedding industry is a scam. I don't know. It is such a scam. Mm. Unless somebody wants to pay for it for you, then whatever. It, yeah, you then do whatever. Like I, on, I'm like I don't care if somebody wants to. Yeah, sure. Because this it doesn't matter. Like the love matters. Yeah. The vows matter. The the connection matters. The, the dancing matters. matters. The, the dancing definitely <laughs> matters. And okay. the open bar matters. Come on, don't be ridiculous. that does matter. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, <laughs> The biggest lie we tell ourselves is, I don't need to write this down because I will remember it. Oh, the, uh, that's why I have whiteboards everywhere. Yeah. You're never going to remember that thing. Never. It's especially true when I've had an edible. Oh, forget it. I mean, literally. I yeah. <laughs> I always am like, this is genius. Okay. Remember how I text you and I said yes. I had a great idea? <laughs> that was so great. I love when Susie gets stoned and texts me good ideas. I had another one the other day and oh. I almost texted you and then I'm like, you know what? No, I'll... what? We need to get rid of that filter. Whatever that voice is, <laughs> get, get that one out of there. Okay. Well, here's what Text it was. Me Tell me if time. you think this it's funny. Is this a good idea? So yeah. now that, you know, I'm not high. The idea was, I felt like we needed two episodes. Of, why are these ideas always of brain candy? I don't know. I love this. We need two episodes of brain candy. One where I just get to interview you for an hour. (laughs) And then then the next one is like, you get to interview me for an hour. And like, I would probably learn so much about you. And I, about you. And I would love that. And I feel like the audience would love it. It's was in my mind though. It was seemed like, why haven't we done this? Yeah. Because you're such a better interviewer than me. I'd be Um, like, um, What's your favorite kind of ice cream? <laughs> um, why? If you were a kitchen utensil, what would you be? Like, Wait, why do you think that is true? If it is, like, what? Why? Why aren't you quote a good interviewer? I think it's because when I do therapy, I'm aware that somebody is signing a piece of paper that consents to let me ask the questions that I'm asking. So it allows me to get personal and ask really difficult questions. And unless I have that like permission slip from somebody to ask the questions, it feels like it's I, I had a therapist once who said like, no, ask no advice. Like, don't like, if, if somebody wants your advice, they'll ask for it. And like, I know that's about asking for advice, not like interviewing somebody. Do you think somebody. that's true but, though? Cause I feel like people really love talking about themselves and I'm do. happy to indulge that. Yeah. It's hard for me to not turn it into like, here's what you should do. Really? Like, yeah. Hmm. Give pres- like prescriptions for, Oh, like, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, well, just yeah. you know, think but, about. Uh, hey, I could put together. I could. Inter- I could definitely do that. I know you well enough. All right, 
Just something to think about. Some questions. Um, let's see. You would just end up turning it around, though. I'll ask you a question. You'd be like, mm, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, and I'd be that's like, true. Oh, yes, definitely. Da, da, da. And I'm like, then I'm just answering all my own questions is what that episode would be. I think this is great advice. Always make the call. If you're disturbed or confused by something somebody did, always pick up the phone. I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And because we can't mind read. And the majority of the time, what we think is not true. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is definitely true. I even noticed this when you're choosing between two options at a restaurant. Oh, okay. If you can't make up your mind between two options, flip a coin. Don't decide based on which side of the coin came up. Decide based on your emotional reaction to which side came up. That's very good. Because you think you can't decide, but if somebody chooses for you or a coin chooses for you, then you know how you really feel. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, I, it's kind of like the pregnancy test. I don't know why it reminds me of like taking a pregnancy test, how like, like sometimes if, if you take a pregnancy test and it's negative and there's that feeling of like, oh. Like you think you didn't want to be pregnant, but then you're yeah, disappointed. Yeah, but then you're disappointed. It's like, mm-hmm. well, oh, maybe I, in a way I'm okay with this or whatever it is, you know, like just Okay. Yeah. Take photos of things your parents do every day. That That's oh. how you'll want to remember them. I agree. Oh, that's sweet. It's like what you said about the more daily stuff. Yeah. Like what you loved about photos in you know the 70s, 80s, and 90s is that they were all daily stuff. They were more just like And sometimes life. you look ugly in them. And, and that's fine. And then, yeah. But like you're ugly as somebody else's. Oh my gosh, look at how beautiful my mom looks in this picture. Or like that's a classic look. Like yeah. I remember when she would make that face or whatever. Yeah. Because I always think about how, you know, historians are always searching for artifacts that represent daily life mm-hmm. because what people tended to save were the important things, you know, the christening dress or the wedding dresses. But we want to know, like, what did you wear to go to work? Yeah. Um, And that's what is more meaningful, like long-term. Yeah. And so I love that advice because... And if your parents are alive and you speak to them, I mean, ask them the stuff. Yeah. Like the stuff about their life. Yeah. Asking those questions to my grandma before she passed away was really special. What do you wish she would have asked? You would have asked nothing, right? Because you had time. Do you wish you would have asked I, anything? You know, I got an opportunity to ask her a lot of questions yeah. on that about her life. And I think it's an opportunity that I had that my mom didn't maybe have that, you know, because who knows? Like I... You know, there were some things that my grandma told me that my mom was like, what? She didn't tell me that. And, you know, it felt like I got a lot of honesty from her that, I, you know, she she was very open and with me in her final years. And I'll never forget, I asked her what the worst invention that she's seen was. And she said the credit card. Because she lived almost a hundred years, you know, that's from like, she saw a lot of shit come and go. And Eliza, what's the worst invention? I asked her what the best one was. I think she said the internet. She was very excited when the internet came out. I beg to differ. 
oh my God, especially these fucking chat GPT things that are basically like lying to humans and going to destroy the earth. Forget it. We're done. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, build identity capital in your 20s. Do mm. three fascinating things that job interviewers and dinner companions will want to ask you about for the rest of your life. I Check. think that the shorter like version of that is just say yes to more stuff. Yeah, but no to reality television. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> no, Would you? I mean, that is what I, that's the thing that we did in our 20s that people want to talk about for the rest of our lives, obviously, <laughs> Susie. So I guess what I would say is say no to watching it. Right, right. Be, like, a, be a smart consumer of it. This is what my rants about v- Vanderpump Rules and stuff. I'm like, you folks are a little too invested in these bozos. I can't emphasize enough what yes. losers everyone on reality television is, including me. Totally, totally. Like nothing special, regular regular just attention seeking is including that really, me really yeah that's the thing just we like, admit it right it's like no we're, we're, everybody's the same how about this one yeah. marriage is a 50-year conversation marry someone you want to talk with for the rest of your life yes it is i love that's that. great i love that too i'll tell you what else i love loomy because oh. what is not to love you know how maybe you guys know this <laughs> If you are a person that menstruates, oh yeah, there is Isn't something that, that happens like the week before. Mm-hmm. It is a body odor that cannot be removed by <laughs> normal soap extra power. Like what the f is that? I do not know. I am so grateful. The other day, I like. Oh God, I was like woken up in the middle of the night by cramps and I like went, I took a bath and like, then I got out of the bath and I was like, Oh, I still smell this terrible. What am I going to do? Get in the bath again? No, I can't do that. <laughs> Lumi deodorant. Coconut <laughs> is such a great summer scent too. Yeah. I mean, fresh as a daisy under Yeah. There. Problem solved. Problem people. solved. I was like, okay, no problem. You know, now I can like you can be Help a someone and not be embarrassed <laughs> about it. Not walk around with my hands like tucked in all day long. Well, what makes Lumi exceptional in my estimation, apart from the fact that it works great and smells yeah. great, is that this stuff you can put head to toe. No, head to toe, and they have wipes. Like this is if you are somebody who likes to camp, if you're somebody who has like kids who are just running around stinky, and they just mm-hmm. wipe them down. They're, and the go. wipes are great for travel too. Yes. And it's oh, sort of like airplanes. Please. Uh-huh. You ever take a long flight, you get off that? Oh. Disgusting. And you don't even know until you take your clothes off and then you get in the shower and then you like, sm- and you're like, whoa, yeah. I just feel like that all day. Swamp yeah. donkeys over here. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is that I don't understand really what took us so long because it's not as if armpits are the only part of our bodies that stink. Right. I don't know why we've, we for so long isolated the deodorant for that area, but thank God Lumi came around and we're like, you know what? Your whole body stinks. You know it and I know it and we're going to sort it out. And they did. And they have a special offer for our listeners. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code brain candy at Lumi deodorant 
lumeshop.com. That's L-U-M-E. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumedeodorant.com and use code BRAINKITTY. Again, that's L-U-M-E. It rhymes with gloomy, yeah, but it's L- not spelled like that. L-U-M-E. <laughs> what about this one? I'm not into this one. Okay, okay. If you're cutting a cake at a birthday party with a bunch of kids howling around you, it's quicker and easier to cut the cake with dental floss, not a knife. Lay well, it across the cake. I do know this to be true. You ch- 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 quicker? How how long is it taking you to use a knife, weirdo? No, because the knife, not when you, you pull it out, it has the frosting on it. It does that thing where you try to slide it out and you have to like wipe it off every single time. Dental floss is, it's almost like those cheese strings that are the, the wires that you cut cheese with. But they said quicker. I believe it's quicker. Wow. I, I totally would agree with that. Are cutting wrong. Susie, it's not the cutting, it's the wiping the knife off. It takes a long time. If you cut the cut it cake and then you put, pick it back up, you got all that, you know, all the frosting gets on the knife and then you go yeah, stick that same piece in at a new angle. Just got to If make somebody's a big old getting mess. dental floss out at that, I'm like, what are you doing? I carry it in my bag, so I'm ready. You do. <laughs> ready to go. Um Wait, let me see something. Okay. Um, okay. I, how, I, I will say that I'm like, to those people who do that cup thing with the cake. Cause then what it just looks cup messy. thing? Oh, you're going to end up loving this. That's how this always works. So you could take <laughs> like a wine glass or a cup and yeah. upside down, you just go like, like push it down on the cake and it'll fill the cup with cake. And then you just hand the cup. To Why somebody. would I want cake in a cup? Susie, this is, I am not the one who invented this. Quit yelling at me. That, that is, <laughs> that, it's a kid's thing. Like it, it became popular on like, I don't know. TikTok. Social, yeah, probably. Social oh media. my God. I'm if somebody handed me a glass of cake, cake I'd be like, you can shove that right up your ass. With cup, with wine glass. Yeah. That's what they're saying. That is. Cutting a cake with a wine glass. I, death penalty. If you death do that. Death penalty, she says. Okay. I'm going to send, I'm going to, I'm going to. Are you kidding me? Can you see it? Uh, yep. That is disgusting. See that? Oh, and for Pete's just... sake. What are you in such a hurry for, people? The, uh, uh, <laughs> look at Susie's like, give me the knife. We're going slow. We're taking <laughs> your time. Floss. We're treasuring the moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, for real, like, where are you going? That's yeah. that, like so quick. We're at a party. Let's yeah, linger, baby. Take, Take your time. time for Pete's sake. Cut the cake. I cannot believe people are doing that with wine glasses. That is yeah. an abomination. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I did not have that on my bingo card of things Susie would so get mad. upset about. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am like genuinely mad. I know. That's why it's funny to me. Okay. If you meet a jerk once a month, you've met a jerk. If you meet jerks every day, you're, you're a jerk. jerk. Yep. Amen. Yep. Yep. You know those people? They think mm-hmm. it's everyone else. Oh, yeah. And so every now and then when I'm like in one of those moods, you know, I'll have like three days where I'm like, God, everybody on customer service is a fucking asshole. And I was like, maybe I should watch how I'm talking to people on customer <laughs> service. So, I, mean, oh, I had a week where like everything, my health insurance got randomly canceled because they didn't like connect the bills from like one company to another. And like, then they were like, oh, sorry, our mistake. Then it was like the phone, the 
a cable company or whatever it was, internet like charged me twice. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Everyone's, and it was like that. I'm on I your side, Sarah. That where I was like, I'm going to kill everyone. And then I, yeah. I, 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 by the fourth customer service I talked to, I was not being nice. Okay. But Sarah, I, I beg to differ because it's never you. You're the nicest person I know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're wrong about this. Sometimes I can be. I, I think get, sometimes when you're really nice like you are, that then people sniff it out and they know they can shit on you. Yeah, that's true. So just consider that. Yeah. I love this one. Never pass up an opportunity to hang out with musicians. Never. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing cooler than jamming. Right. Like just... Can, can you imagine if you got to hang out with Quest Love or something? That guy is endlessly interesting. Super cool. Yeah. This is probably good advice for me because this is a story of my life. Don't try to figure out what your life is about. It's too big a question. Just figure out what the next three years are about. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's good. Are you a planner? Nope. No, you're not. I don't not. Even know how. Can't yeah. set goals. It's I. I will. I in two. I, even I set should goals. I should. I should definitely. We we need to like split the difference between you and me. Like, mm. you know, like you're you and very I are in the moment. Opposite. Yeah. Like t- it's either like now or not now, and that's the only two times I'm aware of. Well, you're 37, so in three years you'll be 40. Let's imagine yeah. what. It, like just for fun, what do you think, Sarah, 40 year old, will be doing? I have no fucking clue because every time I've tried to play this game, what's oh, happened is like I try to play this game. You got burned. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, stop playing this game because I like imagine myself like married with kids and that didn't happen. Imagine myself like, you know, in my own private practice, fucking COVID. Like I had to stop like imagining it, it yeah. became too hard. So I am kind of keeping it more like, what am I doing in the next few months. And that feels better for me. I know it's terrible. Well, I think I see what you're saying though. You've had some bad luck. Yeah. You know, maybe after a little more like stability, then I could start. But what do you do? You're a big planner. Mm Hmm. Yeah, I am a little bit, but I think that's more of a behavior of younger people because once you're well, sort planning? of married, oh yeah, yeah. Well, imagining the future, right? Because right, right. Once you're you're with your partner that you think you're going to be with, yeah. And maybe you have a house or something. Like you don't expect a lot to change, right? I'm not sitting around being like, "Where will I be?" Because I think I know. Yeah. Like, but maybe it's what you're saying that that's a delusion. Hmm. Because I'll always ask people, how many times have things gone exactly as you imagined them? (laughs) Right. I I have never one time. There was, there was, I I think maybe I've had like one or two clients where I've been worried, like maybe they'll actually say like, oh yeah, that. And then I'm always like, they're always like, no, never. Yeah. Okay, good. This still holds to be true. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. That we, we can plan. What's that saying? Like we plan God laughs or something like that. Like, it's like, go ahead plan all you want, but it's more, I think the better question to ask, Ooh, I'm going to get all deep right now. Not where do I want to be, but who do I want to be two or to three years from now? Because that fully fucking in your control. 
Ooh, I yeah, like that. That's good. I like that yeah, too. Yeah, that's good. Because that I can control. You know who Put I want to be? Put that on a whiteboard. I want to be somebody who's better, uh, uh, who better manages their time. Somebody who has better boundaries around their free time. Somebody who, uh, you know, is it, I, that I could come up with no problem. And if you focus on who you are, then just like we're saying, like, who's the jerk? Like you can have all the other things will benefit from that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. I love that. How about this? You can always tell someone to go to hell tomorrow. Mm. I I mean, but you could tell them today. Yeah. (laughs) What about today? Why put off tomorrow (laughs) till tomorrow you could get done today yeah sometimes it's important to ask like what do you think will come from this okay so you'll tell them to go because we have this idea that like revenge or saying it or really like oh i told them well it's gonna feel so good no it really doesn't really yeah i guess i've never actually told someone to go to hell yeah have you no go to hell who says that no that's like in I, the movies. I have only. Yeah, I think only. they're saying like you know, fuck off could also work as a replacement. Yeah, you know. Okay, last one. Don't ever look up a recent photo of your first great love. Why? What mm-hmm. does that mean? Yeah. What What do you think that's about? Do you think it's that no matter what? It's upsetting. Like if they're hot, you're upset. And if they're ugly or something, oh. then. No, because why would you be upset if you're. I don't care. I wouldn't care either way. What is the implication there? I don't know. That we're going to be the... doing some comparison or like feel like. Um, yeah. Maybe you get too in your head about like uh-huh. the what ifs. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes, you know, we've talked about this with the challenge, how it's kind of like a bad relationship, how, you know, we're gone long enough and we're like, oh man, maybe we should get back with them. that. That is a really good point, Sarah. Yeah. So maybe, and then our brain does this thing. So our brain only knows what we've already experienced. It has no, con- no understanding. Like it can't even think about like before you met the person that you're with right now. You had no even idea of them in your mind. And so our brain, like say you are, you know, you're like in a relationship and you break up with somebody and you're like in that, that like raw, very vulnerable place, but you like want connection and you want closeness. Our brain will often go to the file cabinet for connection and closeness and will pull Uh out because that's all it has to go. And off you can of. idealize things. or Yes. And, but what it can't do is it can't imagine another person that you may have, it may experience closeness with. So you'll go through like the Rolodex of people that you used to date. What about this person? What about this person? You know, Oh, maybe I'll hit up my, no, don't. I always tell people the, you have to trust the person, the present you has handled all problems. So we can trust present you to handle all problems in the future. And so also trust that present you, maybe now you're looking at is past you, but that present you made the right decision for present you in that moment. Did it though? Based on what the information it had at the time, it might have new information now. Yeah. 
But based on the information it had at the time, it made the best decision it knew how to do it. Yeah, forward motion only. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to think about that. That's interesting. Good list. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. You know. It's hopeful. (laughs) Even though we said get rid of that. (laughs) Except for the floss. I don't know. I'm staying, I, this is where we disagree. I think that's a genius idea. I'm just going to go out and get a whole thing of cake. Just, just prove a point. Maybe they could make a contraption just for that though. I don't want to use it. Just un, it makes me also me out. unflavored. Cause don't, it would be bad if it were minty or cinnamon or whatever. Yeah. Nobody wants that on their cake. No, unless it's like mint chocolate chip ice cream cake, in which case bring it out. I mean, this, this episode was wild because all of a sudden I got conservative. Yeah. I was like, shit, on we'll Sarah's do. cake cutting. <laughs> I don't know. Learn some life hacks. Basically like how to be a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you think you saw a mouse though. you did. Yep. You did. And there are more. Thank we you all for know always, it to be um, true. using our codes and leaving five-star yes. reviews and being a patron. We read love. every single one. We love them. We love them. We need to do one next week because I've been yeah. slacking on that um, on the air. Patreon.com slash Brain Candy is where all of our challenge content lives. And check out our merch, you know. Support the it's show. Fun. We love and you. we'll see you next time. Bye. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, so do you remember a couple episodes ago when you informed me of the latest development in the Bigfoot saga? Uh, yeah, how could I forget? <laughs> okay, well, and, you know, I mentioned I have this friend, Val, who's a Bigfoot enthusiast, and... I wanted to get his two cents about it because he is serious biz about it. Like, I know it's funny, but he goes to these conferences and like travels what do to you them. Mean, what do you mean there are conferences? All these like-minded people go come together and go squatching. <laughs> squatching, definitely spelled with an apostrophe. Yeah. They're never squatching. They're squatching and they literally, they camp out overnight and they try to camp out overnight. I'm serious. And what they're looking Uh, for. They're just that, that I feel like that already is funny because like they're in the woods, the camping, like I feel like all they're doing is really cosplaying (laughs) while they're like standing in line. Yeah, they become Bigfoot. You know, you have to think like Bigfoot. Oh my God. But so in addition to wanting to spot him, like have a sighting, they track, they look for tracks. And then mm-hmm. when they find a possible tr- track, they put mm-hmm. like that plaster yes. of Paris in yes. it. Yes, get a mold. Got it. <laughs> yes. Get a mold. I have seen CSI. Okay. So that he's serious about this. So I decided I would have him on and I'd ask him questions about the new development because remember in the text messages he sent, he was like, oh, oh, to the contrary. Like yes. this is more... Uh, 
it validating whatever. Yes. Okay. So I, uh-huh. I'm having him on the show and asking him about this and here's uh, my conclusion is, uh, I don't think it, that Bigfoot is real. And what, what tipped the scales for me yeah. was that in this age of surveillance, of just like cameras everywhere, including, you know, drones and stuff in rural areas and satellites and cell phones. Motion sensor stuff. Yeah. We are seeing, we're still looking at that dumb footage. But what did make me want to believe was you'll hear in the interview, I was not aware that this Bigfoot, whose name, by the way, is Patty. What did we ask him? It's a girl. Her? The reason we know it's a girl is because, as Val describes, she has pendulous breasts that swing to and fro. Stop it. Yeah. So uh, I find out, though, what makes him think maybe it's, you know, Bigfoot's real. And we have a discussion and and I do, it is so fun. And I do want to believe because it's just so fun to have like that sense of wonder and all that. But uh, the camera thing makes me think like, seems like we have a little bit more footage by now. Yeah. So we'll let him make his case and we'll pull the brainiacs and see what they believe. Um, But either way, let's, you know, if you, if you ever get the chance, go squatching and welcome Val Burkich to the show. This is your second time, I guess, but this time we're talking Squatch. Yes. And, <laughs> and you're an enthusiast. And mm-hmm. Sarah had brought up that famous video that has since been stabilized that I said yeah, the, to her, the seemed like, Gimlin. yeah, the Patterson Gimlin, Gim, whatever. Yeah. And I thought it was like a Rorschach where, like, if you already were inclined to believe in um, Bigfoot, then the video Mm -hmm. confirmed that. And if you were like, this is ridiculous, then it did that too. What do you think? Well, I mean, I really, I never really believed that video like for the longest time. And like, to me, it just, I don't know, it didn't match what I thought of as Bigfoot, you know, and it just, I don't know, it was, it was so bouncy and like, you couldn't really see what's going on. And, um, but then like the, the, the most recent one that you guys are talking about, the AI enhanced one to me, that see, it just confirms that it is real because mm-hmm. the detail is just, I mean, you could see like muscles moving in the quads and, and, and the back and, um, it just, you know, for, for something that was made in 1967, there's no way that they could have made a costume like that in 1967 with the technology they had back then. Um, cause like, I think Planet of the Apes came out two years later and those costumes were just like, they didn't look real at all. Mm-hmm. So well, but what about, there's like that guy that claims that he created or sold that costume yeah, to Philip the Patterson Morris. guy. What do you think? He's just full of shit. I don't know. I, there's, there's a lot of competition like in this, uh, community, like for money and, you know, people trying to make money off the subject and, I don't. I, I think there's just there's certain people that are just wackos that like to, you know, to spoil everybody else's fun, you know. So he might have just been making this up because, you know, he he was 
upset that he didn't get the first footage or something like that, you know? Um, well, because wasn't the, that particular footage, wasn't mm-hmm. it filmed in the same place as the other hoax, the Bigfoot footprint hoax? I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that one. Like there was this guy, like, oh, let me see. I, oh, I had... you're thinking of um, uh, Jerry Crew, 1958. They, uh, he he had he like, a, a lumber company or something and claimed like he he's, he was the first person to coin they coined Bigfoot based on the casts that he found and it was cl- it was near there it was in north northern California yeah because so, I was like maybe that's why it was there that this is just a, an extension of the same like mm-hmm. thread of hoaxing yeah I don't know I don't know. I don't know what I believe I don't know what I believe about the Jerry Crew thing I mean he claimed that his I mean the prints that he found were were two feet, two feet long by eight inches wide. Like two feet long is pretty. That is a big foot. I mean, that's bigger than Shaq's foot, I think. <laughs> um, okay. So like each individual, there could be like, you're acknowledging that some of these bozos could be just full of it. But yeah, the, there's definitely hoaxers yeah. out there, but there's, I mean, every year there's hundreds and hundreds of eyewitness sightings. There are, there are hundreds of uh, tracks that have been found over the years in super remote locations like that no human would just go out into the middle of British Columbia, make some tracks and then hope somebody just stumbles upon them. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not going to, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, and like somebody, I think it was uh, Cliff Berrickman from finding Big, Bigfoot. He might, I think he said this, but if he, even if just one of these is real, you know, a lot of them could be hoaxes, but even if just one of them is real, then it proves the existence. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, I had mentioned on the episode that, one of the things that the critics say is, you know, how you never see, find like the dead bodies of these guys. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. um, the believers will say, well, maybe they go, they know they're going to die and then they go hide or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, what if a tree fell on one of them? How come like nothing ever gets them when they're out, you know? Yeah, no, that's so like, it's funny. Some mornings I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> I totally believe in this thing. Yeah. And then other mornings I'm like, you're a moron. Like this is impossible because that th- those are my biggest things too, is, you know, one, how is, how we've never found a bones or a body or one hasn't been hit by a semi truck or, or something yeah. like that. And then also, you know, in order to have these things, you have to have an, a large enough for like a breeding population you know, it's not like there's right. just one walking around. There has to be literally like hundreds and hundreds and they have to be living, you know, in the same area, mm. you know, so they, so that they can pass, you know, uh, they can reproduce. Um, but, but I keep going back to the sightings, like, like yeah, there's, there's literally sightings that go all the way back to the early 1800s and, and they were in newspapers and the accounts that these people gave match the accounts that people are giving today. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some of it's yellow journalism of the 19th century or whatever, but but a lot of the accounts are just, you know, pretty amazing. Um, Let's say that they don't exist, that this is a figment of our mm-hmm. imagination and all these right. people are just seeing something else. What were they seeing? Like, what are the possible things they could have seen if it isn't Bigfoot? Aliens? Yeah, well, <laughs> there's no, there's a lot of theories. So there's there's the there's the. The, you know, just animal, you know, the, uh, you know, the ape, you know, undiscovered primate theory. But then there's, um, there's people who believe, like you said, that they're aliens that like they, cause they've been seen in the same, uh, times as UFOs. 
Um, and so a lot of people think they were dropped off here by aliens. Um, a lot of the Native American tribes, uh, most of the Native American tribes in, in North America had a, had a, a name for a creature like this, like some hairy man of the forest. Right. Or, so so um, they a lot of them believed it was like a spiritual being that could like, you know, go, you know, in and out of reality, like maybe to other dimensions or whatever. So there's people mm-hmm. who believe that. Um, and also because they seem to just disappear. That's that's the weird thing is like, what is it? What do you mean by that? Well, some people believe that like kind of like an octopus can cloak itself to match whatever. Like people have seen these like walking and all of a sudden just kind of dissolve away and like disappear, you know. Oh, well, that's fun. Know. I like that. Yeah. And then they've also found trackways. Like there was this one trackway that I read about that it went across this field, like a farmer's field, and he followed him. And all of a sudden the tracks just ended right in the middle of the field. And there was no no other tracks going any other direction. So what happened? See, that's so, so fun. And that's why yeah. I can understand why you become an enthusiast because I don't, it doesn't really matter to me if they exist or not. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. Well, that's me too. That's, it's the same way. Like I, I, like I said, I, every day I can't figure out which side I'm on, but, but I love this subject and I always have since I was a little kid, you know, I, I was always taking the library books out about Bigfoot and, um, and now, now it's like crazy because, People keep giving. I just got a T-shirt last night. It has Starry Starry Night in the background, and there's Bigfoot on the front of it. Somebody <laughs> dropped it off my porch. No. <laughs> yeah, and then I showed you my my Bigfoot bobblehead. Somebody got me for my birthday. <laughs> Our friend George. Well, in um, like, if you think about this idea about you, I, which I think is probably representative of the larger group, what mm-hmm. do you think it is? What does it spark for you? There, it's more than just Bigfoot. Oh yeah. Well, to, you know, life is just being an adult sucks. sucks it's so, so boring. Bad. It's so worse. Yeah. And the older you get, you're like, I guess this is it. Like, you know, it's, it's really not going to, you know, get much better. So, um, but, but the whole Bigfoot thing kind of brings out the kid in me, like, you know, and it's like, you know, not everything has been discovered yet in the world. You know, there's still yeah. mystery out there. And there's actually a, another group of people. There's, I've re- re- read a book about this, um, can't remember the author's name, but he believes that that we have manifested Bigfoot out of our need to have a connection between man and nature. Yeah. Like, like this, this primal part of us, you know, and um, I don't know, for me, I just love the mystery of it. I, I, I part of me, I, I wish they would never find out if it's real or not, or, but uh, you know, another part of me is like, well, if they are real, we want to protect them. So, Aww. you know, protect their, um their, uh, their land. But this yeah. is not just like a U.S. thing either. This is worldwide. I right. Mean, that's you know. the thing. And to me, that's why I feel like it's it's more about something about the human condition that yeah. either they exist or mm-hmm. in, there's something about it that we want to believe for some bigger purpose, some spiritual reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I know. Think I, think, right. I think because I think it would sh- it would shake everything up. There's there's people who think that the government's hiding it. I'm not sure why the government would care about this, but because they're saying it would rock the foundations of uh, of religion and and what we know about humanity and um, you know beliefs like that. But I, I I mean I don't I don't see that. Like you know it could just we already know that there there was different forms of like human ancestors that you know branched off in different ways. So this just could be a relic, mm-hmm. um, something like that. But well, you've gone to like 
you know, like the conferences or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are, what would you say is the percentage of true Looney Tunes at that? (laughs) (laughs) Is it mostly just regular people like you who are just find it fun and it's exciting or are there a large percentage that are like cuckoo crazy? Well, Okay, so the ones I went to the Bigfoot conference in um, Ohio <laughs> a few year, years back, and my, what's it I, called? Is it called just Bigfoot? Ohio Bigfoot conference? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's, okay. It sells out in in days. Like it's it's in it's coming up in May. It's already sold out. Okay. Um, but all the all the big names in the Bigfoot um world are, are there. So like you get to meet them and, and these celebrities. You see all the big big names uh, in the Bigfoot yeah. world. <laughs> oh, there's lots is. Um, but um. Yeah, so I've gone there. When I went there, you know, it was mostly people just curious. But there was, you know, we sat around the fire one night, and I was just talking to people, and like, you know, have you ever seen anything? Like, oh yeah, and the, the one guy showed me pictures from his backyard of this thing poking its head out from behind a tree. <laughs> and he's like, look, I'm just a dentist, and I, I don't know what this thing is, but I, I took pictures of it. And then I saw another guy. He was this old guy who said when he was younger, he was sitting up on this hill in Ohio, and he looked looking out into a cornfield, and he saw this giant white creature walking through the corn that had to be at least seven feet tall. And, and that's, what's weird about Ohio. They have like the Ohio and Western Pennsylvania, they've seen white ones. So like, like almost com- like completely white. Hey, you know um, how there's some animal, I don't know what the heck it is, a deer or something. It's not a deer, but they change to white fur in the winter to match the snow. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. It could be like that where it's the same animal, but then it, in the seasons, it changes its color. Yeah. Or it could just be middle age and like me. Yeah. Right. And... <laughs> it's just an elderly one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I went to another conference in Pennsylvania um, and there was some guy there, this older guy who was a professor and his, he was an expert on quantum physics. And his whole claim was that he thinks these creatures that's how they disappear and reappear. Just like in quantum physics, they can get atoms to like, like almost time travel and just yeah. disappear. And so he, he has this whole theory about that, but I, I didn't really understand it because I'm just an English major. <laughs> <laughs> you know how there's that one anthropology professor that's like the lone wolf who. Jeffrey Meldrum. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't mean to be mean because he's probably really smart and nice and everything, but yeah. it does feel a little bit like, like that one idiot scientists who like doesn't believe in climate change yeah no i i, I understand I, I can see where you're coming from there but i've, I've met dr meldrum a couple of times and um he's very straight laced okay a, um and i've read he has like academic papers online that you can read about like he's legit in every way yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he he totally believes in the patterson gimlin film just because you know he's a he studies like uh uh, foot morphology and um he's seen the casts from it where there's like fingerprints on the toes like things that would be almost impossible to to replicate yeah but then there was another one there was another guy named grover Krantz who was an anthropologist he passed away i think in, uh, in the early 2000s but anyways he was a believer and he there's a video of him online showing how that walk that Patty is doing in the film is almost Patty is the name of the (laughs) Bigfoot in the film. I don't know why they call her that because, well, it's just, you know, Patterson, it's just Patty Patterson, but, and that's another thing not to jump, but that just reminded me, if you're going to create a fake Bigfoot costume in 1967, like you want to create something that's big and scary and whatever, you know, why would you create a female with 
um, these large breasts like swinging around, you know, and Patty has big boobs. Oh yeah. That's I had no idea. Oh yeah. You got to watch the video real close. Yeah. That's why it's a she it's Patty. Oh, I wondered. Yeah. Holy heck. And the, and the way she's walking, like Grover Kranz said, you can't make humans don't walk like that. Like the knees are bent the entire time. Like if the human walks when your leg, when your leg goes to the back, it almost, it straightens out. And then it just bends a little bit as you take your next step. But in this, in the, in the video, Patty's legs are like bent the entire time. And when, and she turns and looks at the camera, like that ground there was just covered with rocks and branches and everything. And, and they said, well, how could a person wearing a gorilla suit where you can't see very well be able to walk like that, not trip and fall on their face. Yeah, right. She was probably looking at the camera like, stop staring at my tits, you yeah. bird. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't yeah, believe you... that. Uh-huh. I feel like I just changed my mind about this video. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> because you're right. If I were making that suit, I sure as heck would not add giant tits. Yeah. Just <laughs> no way. I just, that's that's hilarious. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I agree with you that the suit, if it were a suit, is far more convincing than the Planet of the Apes ones. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said that it, it would you would have had to take each hair and put it in one at a time, like it would have taken forever. And and that um, the, the the guy who's claimed to fake it, um, or the guy who was in the suit, Bob Hieronymus, oh, said yeah. that he wore like football pads for the shoulders, and that there was a zipper in the back. But I mean. If you if you look at the video, that doesn't. I don't. Well, I don't yeah, see that. and th- that guy he passed a lie detector test. It cl- he claimed that he was in the suit, and he passed right. a lie detector test. But you feel like it's, it, it's well, not uh, true. I mean, Patterson before he died passed a lie detector test about the about the uh, the video. Saying as well. it was real or fake. Saying it was real. So. Oh my god. So that's this why they don't use crazy. polygraphs. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the biggest mystery in the world. It's so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Is there anything I didn't cover that you feel like we need to cover about it? Mm, I don't know. This is my first time being a big foot. <laughs> so, um... Well, I mentioned on the episode that I never could tell whether you genuinely believed or whether yeah. you thought it was just funny because you always know. smile when you're whenever I'm like, come on, Val. Yeah. And you're always smiling. But I feel like it's because you're on the fence, but then whenever somebody kind of laughs about it, you get, you don't want that to be. Yeah. I guess I'm like 51. I'm more like the more leaning towards the believer side, but then like, I'm also a rational human being. And so like, I keep going through my brain, like, there's no way, like, where's the bones? Where's it? Where's, you know, but there's tons of evidence. It's just not the bodies. So I I, I don't know. Well, Um, I really find it fun. And I, I, I want it to be true. Yeah. But I don't know me, if it me is. Me too. Me too. But I don't know if I want it to ever be revealed. Yeah, because we need wonder in our lives as adults. And yeah. it's very rare to find that. Absolutely. So yeah. We should just enjoy the mystery. Yeah. And we should go squatching this summer. That'd be fun. Oh my God. Are you going to the one in May? No, I've been to that one before, but that one, yeah, that one's already sold out. But a couple of friends that I, that I met at this other conference were talking about going to... Um, uh, the Laurel Highlands in Pennsylvania and, and doing some nighttime squatching this year. So I thought that would be fun. That is fun. Well, Val yeah. is an amazing writer and he Thanks. writes about all kinds of things, but don't you have a book about this very subject? 
Well, that's funny you should say that because I have it right here. <laughs> Look, no. Bigfoot slept here. Yeah, a partly true but way more exciting history of one small town. So there's um, I mean there's a, there's stories in here about not just Bigfoot but like um, Dog Man. If you ever heard of Dog Man? Um, no. The Owl Man. Oh yeah, the Dog Man is seen in the Midwest and and um like Wisconsin, and they see this creature that looks like a, a werewolf. Like tons of people have seen this. Um, then there's the owl man in here. And then I, there's stories about UFOs and, um, river monsters and things. So that's really fun. I will include a link in our show notes, uh, to, for them to grab your book. Cool. Thanks. And we'll show them where they can follow you and all that jazz, but it's fun. And I'm glad that you're helping me to understand this community. And you remember how we were talking about the flat earth community on brain candy and mm-hmm. how like. Obviously, I I think it's ridiculous, but what they get out of it is a sense of belonging and community. Yeah, where they're not going to be judged for Mm -hmm. having maybe a different hobby or interest. And yeah, I feel like this could be true of the Squatchers also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's there's definitely a Bigfoot community. And um, unfortunately, there's like a big rift down the middle like, what are they fighting about oh there's warring there's well there's the people who like who think it's a, a flesh and blood creature and then there's the people who think it's a, like you know uh an alien a ghost an interdimensional traveler or whatever why would they, they fight about it well the, the people on the science side like jeffrey meldrum and, and oh. Cliff berkman and stuff they're trying to <laughs> legitimize it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, so they don't really get along with these they're um, like shh yeah don't say stupid stuff. I see. Yeah. But hey, I think that's equally as interesting. What if it is? Yeah. Oh, something... man, that would be great if it was yeah. like some interdimensional traveler. Yeah, I'm into yeah. that too. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your insight. It is so much fun. And oh, um, I'm sure the pleasure. Brainiacs will enjoy you as <laughs> always. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having me. I'll let you know when we find them. You'll be the first to know. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.